One of the things that we decided right off the bat when we started this podcast was we would not let just anybody sponsor us. To get on here and be a sponsor, you have to share the same values and you have to have the same heart uh, as we do. And you have to be providing something that's very important to us. And coffee is very important to us. And that's why we've been very happy to have Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee as our personal sponsors here on the channel. They're the company that provides all the coffee for the school. It's the coffee that we drink personally at home. And, uh, and we're very, very happy. They're a family-owned company that does everything themselves. And they have the same standards and the same heart that we do. So if you're looking for a, a quality coffee company, uh, go to junipermountaincoffee.com. And when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Good morning. Dwayne here at Dry Creek Wrangler School, December 14th. Uh, Mom and I just got back last night from our trip down to Vegas and Cowboy Christmas and and so I'm getting caught up on business stuff this morning and emails and texts and and uh, making a video and just trying to get back in the swing of things. I tell you what, that that Vegas is that place is something else. Um there's a there's an old black and white movie came out years ago. Uh Mom, Pa, Kettle come down from the hills. That's how Mom and I felt in Vegas. Very out of place. Um, but uh, we went and had interesting time and met a lot of nice, a lot of nice folks came up and, and uh, recognized me and came up and and uh, spoke some. They were very encouraging. Said some very nice things and I and I appreciate that. It's sometimes it's it's just encouraging to know that what you're trying to do you're actually accomplishing a little bit and and so I met a lot of nice folks and and on the way down I got a call from from a lady and uh she well she contacted me on social media and uh and so she booked me on on a podcast uh for Brad Lee while we were there he's based in Vegas so we spent a day doing that and uh very interesting time, very interesting conversation with him. Had a good time. Um, we were supposed to set up, as we had talked for weeks in advance, with Rand's Hatters in their booth. Um, we did a short Instagram, just a reel on the way down, letting folks know there would not be a booth and we wouldn't be set up at a booth. And I didn't give a reason why, because it wasn't my place to do so until... He said something, but uh, Brad, he's him and his wife, they're the owners of Rand's Hatters, and his father had passed away like the day before, um, and so they had to go back home, so they weren't able to be there, and we, mom and I, we hesitated before going down. We're like, well, then why are we going, and uh, and we, we already had bookings and the motel room for three nights was, was paid for. And, but Vegas didn't sound like our, our kind of place. And, and so we're like, but I felt like we should go. I said, well, we told a lot of folks that we would be there. We won't be able to be set up in one spot, but you know, we, we should go. And I, I felt like we should. 
So with some hesitation and trepidation, we headed on down. Um, and then, like I said, halfway down, we got the phone call. Hey, can you come do this? And I wound up spending from 10 o'clock and 9.45 in the morning until like 4.30 in the evening uh, with Brad. It was, a, it, was a, it was a good day. It was an all-day thing. And, uh, and, and then we met folks and we did, and things happened that would not have happened if we had been in, in the booth. Um, Deanna got to, she got her picture taken with Trace Adkins. I'm starting to suspect she has a fondness for tall country fellows with a deep voice. Now I could be wrong, but I'm starting to suspect. But anyhow, she saw him and she's like, I, I have to get a picture. And he was, he was very nice, very cordial so she uh, she got a picture with him and and uh, and you know we just explored a bit and did what we did and, and then came home um you know it but it the the experience illustrates and accentuates if you will one of the truths that I've been contemplating on and chewing on for a while now uh about about life and about business. I I have more and more of these podcast fellas, these successful men, business fellas, come to me about talking on podcasts. And one of the things that I see in in my life and the lives of others that I know personally that's not really brought up a lot in life. Uh, but I think is extremely um, important is flexibility, uh, learning to go with the flow. Now, that doesn't mean losing your focus. It doesn't mean losing your drive. Um, but it, it's like it's like moose hunting in Alaska, if you've ever moose hunted in Alaska, all right? Uh, or, or big game hunting anywhere in the mountains in a rough country, you see... Uh, the game across the valley, whether it's an elk or a bighorn sheep or moose or bear, whatever it is, whatever you're hunting, all right? And uh, perhaps the valley's very steep, all right? It comes down, comes back up, and you're able to make the shot across the valley. But now you have to get across the valley to get your game um, and because uh, it has to be processed it has to, and then it has to be carried out. So that's your goal, and you know what your goal is, all right? So you head down, and, and you hit a patch of alders. Uh, and if you haven't experienced alders in Alaska, uh, I can't describe them to you, all right? Um, but you're like, oh, I can't go that way. So you have to be flexible. So we're going to go up and around to the west and go down and around this patch of alders. You go down, and, and there's... And we run into this riding out here in this country. There's some, all of a sudden, you come up over a rise and and you can't go that way. Uh, I remember this summer I was riding by road, the the ranch that we ride on for the school is like six miles away. And it's it's quite a bit higher than we are. And so I went up there one day, I rode horseback up there. And I left early. I had a young horse. I had a horse that needed some attention, needed some miles and some attention. I said, well, I'm going to leave early and I'm going to ride her up there. Um, well, I made the mistake um, of being part way up. And I said, I'm going to take a shortcut because here I am 
And that's where I want to go. And instead of following this road that's winding around and winding around these hills and going around, I'm just going to cut cross country and I'm going to go up there. And, uh, and so I went around this, this hill, this high knoll went around and there's a, like a gash in the earth, just steep down. I'm like, well, I, we're not riding that. And so then I had to go around and, and the, the route, the shortcut I took wound up being three times longer than if I just stayed on the road. Right? But sometimes life is like that. Sometimes you see the goal. Now, my goal was to get to the ranch. That did not change. But the path that I chose to get to the ranch, just like the path you might choose to come down off of this ridge to get up to the other side, to the game that you shot, your goal doesn't change. Your destination does not change. But maybe you will come to something you're like, well, I can't go this way. I, I can't get across this way. I still want to go to the same place, but I need to take a different route. And so if you get to a place and you're like, I can't cross here, I can't do this. And you just stand there wringing your hands. Oh my goodness, what do I do? What do I, you'll never get where you're going. Well, a lot of goals in life, and, and let's use business, all right? Let, let's talk business, all right? You, you, want, to, you want to start your own business. Uh, you don't want to keep working for other people. Um, so you see your goal. All right, you know where you want to get and you head that way and you run into an obstacle and you can't get there. You've got to be flexible. You have to realize that. And it's like, okay, I'm still going to go to where I'm going, but I need to take a different route. Now, a lot of times in that journey to get to your destination, to be successful, whatever your definition of success is, and that's a whole nother subject, whatever you'll get, you'll come to a place and that barricade, that chasm, that ravine, that patch of alders that is in front of you is you. Because in the journey to get there, you're going to discover things about yourself that you never realized before. And you're going to discover this isn't, this isn't really me. I'm not good at this. This is not, I thought this was one of my strengths, but I actually, I really bite at this. Okay. And, and then you come along and you realize it's like, man, I never realized, but I'm pretty good at this side of things. Maybe I need to focus at this side of things. Um, and so you have that flexibility and, and so you can change. You don't change your destination. But sometimes you change the path that you use to get to your destination. You want to get from here. Uh, we wanted to get from here to Vegas. Well, we had several routes we could take. And we chose the route based on mountain passes, the weather forecast. We want to get from here to there. But there's several different routes to get from here to there. You don't have to go this route. Okay. You don't have to borrow a ton of money and you don't have to buy a bunch of condominiums and you don't have to do this. And you don't have to do that because your definition of success might turn out to be different and your path might be different. Okay. Um, and so that's just something. So our goal was to go to Vegas. Now we thought we were going to go to Vegas and we were going to set up in the booth 
with, uh, with Brad and his family and the bunch there. And that's what we were going to spend the week doing. That changed. And so instead of saying, well, we're not going to Vegas for business, for work, we said, well, it's going to look different than what we expected. But our destination is we're still going to Vegas for business, for work. But we don't know what that means. And so then we wound up on this podcast uh, with Brad Lee. And and it was a fascinating conversation. It, I, I expect it to be out here before too long. I'm not sure. Um, it was a, it was a, but it was the flexibility. Not giving up on our destination and the goal, but accepting the flexibility of we're going to go a different route and it's going to look different than what we expected. You have to do that with your horse. I have to do that all the time with horses. I got a couple videos out there about the horse that we sold before we left Tennessee named Tank. All right. I won't go through all that again, but that's what we had to do with him. When I started out, he showed signs, his attitude and the way he thought and everything. I thought, well, this is what he is. So this is the direction. My goal is to get him to here. So I started out on a path to get him to there. But I had to realize after a while, this is not the right path. This is not what this horse needs. My destination, my end goal is the same, but I'm going to take a different path. All right. And sometimes you'll get a horse and you think that that horse is spooky. He's scary. Uh, it's amazing how many people will get a horse they don't know. And when the horse is, is reactive, they'll say, well, this horse has been abused. I don't know the background of this horse, but obviously this horse has been abused. So what I need to do is I just, I just need to love and pet on this horse. You know, a lot of times the horse hasn't been abused. The horse has been spoiled. And so you got to come to the point where you, where you say, you know what? My end goal hasn't changed. I want a partnership with a good, dependable horse that I can trust and count on. That's my goal has been from the start. But now as I work with this horse, I realize I need to take a different path because now I've headed down this hill to get up the other side and I get down the bottom of the ravine down there and there's no crossing to get across the whitewater boulder strewn river that's down here. I got to go up where it's a little more narrow and there's rocks that I can cross. I still going to come back down to where I originally headed for, but I have to take a different route. This horse is not abused. This horse is just spoiled and uh, kind of disrespectful. So I got I to gotta go a different route. And there's a lot of things in life that require flexibility. But there's a lot of people in life that can't be flexible. Why? Well, one of the reasons, one of the reasons people can't be flexible is pride. To be flexible, you got to have a little bit of humility. You say, this path I chose was the wrong path. I was wrong. Uh, and so I need to find out what is right, and I need to go right. All right? And uh, sometimes it's fear. Because sometimes when you realize that you've taken the wrong path, you have to backtrack. And let me tell you, when, you, when you're headed down off a steep mountain slope, 
and you get way down there and then you realize that was the wrong path and you can't get across down there, it's pretty daunting to turn around and look and go back uphill up that slope. So you can go down the ridge and cross and come back up or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but you've got to have some flexibility in life. All right. Husbands and wives, um, you know, relationships, you thought this was the path to go to make the relationship right. And it's not working. Your end goal is still the same, to make the relationship right. But now maybe you have to have some flexibility. And you have to say, you know what? Maybe I need to go about this a bit different. Um, you had your first child and you're like, I know all there is to know about raising children. It's amazing how many people out there who've never had children before know everything there is to know about how to raise children. So you start raising your child and you wind up at, they're three years old and you've got a complete monster. And uh, you love your child. No question there, you love your child, but you don't like your child. And let me tell you, that's way more common than people realize. There's a lot of people out there that they love their children, but they don't really like their children because their children are not really likable. It's not the child's fault. Okay, it's not the child's fault. Everything that we thought we knew about raising children to get the destination of getting the child up to what they should be as an adult, we took the wrong path. We just took the wrong path. And you've got to have the humility and the flexibility to say, oh, we we got to change how we're doing this because the results are not working out. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again the same way uh, and getting the same results. I don't think I said that quite right. Expecting different results, okay? Um, so have some flexibility, all right? So we had some flexibility. We we headed home. Uh, we pulled out Monday and uh, headed home. And we got to Utah. We got to Huba, Huba City. Huba City in Utah. Uh, spent the night. Was going to get up and leave the next morning. And I had caught a uh, a bad stomach bug. And I was in no shape to travel. And so I'm like, we'll just stay here another night. And I'll just rest during the day. We'll get this settled and then we'll head home. We just, the plan was to get up, to leave and to go. And this was our schedule. Our schedule is subject to change. Ain't no point getting twisted about it. Ain't no point getting twisted about it. We change the school every year. We change something about the school every year. Because every year we do an inventory and we're like, what's working and what's not working? And that's, let's change it. Let's change what needs to be changed, but let's do so without losing our original destination. Okay? All right. I don't know if that helps you or not. Bella sent me a box of, uh, two boxes of Cuban cigars just before I headed out to Vegas. So I put them in the humidor. I don't know a lot about Cuban cigars. Um, it was funny, uh, Brad Lee and I down there, he's a cigar smoker, but he's pretty much predominantly Cuban cigars. And so a lot of the main cigars that I smoke, a lot of them he, he wasn't familiar with. He didn't know, but he started talking about Cuban cigars and I, I don't know. 
Um, but these are uh, Oyo de Monterey, Havana, Siri, La Hoyo. I don't know what any of that means. Um, but this is what we're having today, and this is what we're trying. And so I want to... Um, Mike, appreciate the generosity, man. Appreciate the cigar. And maybe tomorrow I'll try one out of the other box. It's a Cohiba box of Cohibas. And, and yeah, they, they came from Cuba and they have all the holograms and stickers and everything. They're not, they're not counterfeit. They're the real deal. So anyhow, um, there you go. I don't guess I have anything else. I just wanted to stop in and, and uh, say hi and talk to y'all for a minute. And, and, uh, so be logical. Be reasonable, be safe, and have fun, and we'll catch you guys next time.